I read through all your analysis, and basically it shows that canceling this student loan debt for folks would undermine the uh, inflationary work that the uh, Inflation Reduction Act uh, is set to do and what the administration wants it to do. Why? Why do they cancel each other out? Well, so the Inflation Reduction Act saves maybe $300 billion in the first 10 years. If we do cancel $10,000 of debt and just extend the pause a few months, we're going to be at about that much in terms of new costs. So all the deficit reduction is going to be wiped out. At the same time, we're probably going to do more to increase inflation from debt cancellation than any inflation reduction from, hmm. from the Inflation Reduction Act. That is an economics professor explaining to CNN that everything we're told about how the Inflation Reduction Act is going to save us from ourselves is now, well, moot because Joe Biden is saying, let's get rid of $10,000 worth of student debt for anybody who makes a less than $125,000 a year. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Dr. Matt Will joins us, economist at the University of Indianapolis, who's been breaking uh, this down. I mean, there's a lot of economic news today and a lot of indicators that don't look good. But what we're hearing is, of course, uh, that Biden is going to do this, uh, that announcement, if it hasn't already happened, uh, coming, uh, that $10,000 in student loan debt will be forgiven for those who earn less than 125000 a year. Um, the argument is, is that this actually puts dollars back into the economy, and the last thing we need right now is more cash when you don't have enough stuff. You do the math with me. Does this uh, trigger more inflation, and how does this help or hurt the economy? Well, it's funny, Tony, because, you know, again, I refuse to call it what they call it. It's called the Inflation Creation Act, and we all know it, and even 280, even liberal economists have said so. But this is worse because the Inflation Creation Act spends money over a decade. This gives an immediate relief of $300 billion, Tony, $300 billion immediately. This president caused inflation through the you know, American Rescue Plan last year when he dumped a bunch of cash into the economy and he's creating more inflation and the poor Fed is trying to fight this battle against the administration and they're losing because they just keep spending and spending and spending. But Tony, the most important thing, and there's a lot of parts to this forgiveness, is does the president have the legal authority to spend $300 billion without congressional approval? So it, it, that, that is an interesting take. The argument is if that if the, if the loans don't have to be paid back, the loans therefore got paid. So that's the argument, that therefore it is creating congressional spending without congressional approval. I have that right, don't I? Yes, exactly. So now we get into, we'll leave that as a separate issue on the political and on the legal side. Let's get continue this conversation about the economics, talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist with the University of Indianapolis. This creates more inflation because it's money not going back to a purpose. It's money that now exists for other spending in the economy at large. Yes, and Tony, you know, people have, have argued from the left that, well, you know, poor people who can't pay back their loans, they're not going to be spending money. That's false, because if you're a doctor in residency, you're a lawyer fresh out of law school, you're not yet making $125,000. Residents are making $64,000 a year. So this will forgive doctors and lawyers and future millionaires who do have cash to spend of $10,000 of debt. 
So this is false to say that it's helping poor people. And on top of that, Tony, guess who's going to pay for it? People with bachelor's degrees make $20,000 per year more than people with high school diplomas. So all the people out there that didn't go to college and didn't graduate college, you are paying $10,000 to someone who makes $20,000 a year more than you. Let's move a little bit. I mean, that that speaks for itself. But I want to move a little bit more on some of the things we're seeing in this economy. And there are a couple of announcements. It was Ford announcing layoffs because they're shifting to electric vehicles. Then there was the announcement that a series of companies, Best Buy, Ford Motor, HBO, Peloton, Shopify, Remax, Walmart, Wayfair, all announcing layoffs in recent weeks. And according to PricewaterhouseCooper, 50% of firms anticipate a reduction in the overall headcount of their employees in the next six to 12 months. Couple this with a story out of CNN Business saying that U.S. business activity falls at its fastest rate since May of 2020. Everything here signals what the steps that businesses would take if you were in a recession, yet the administration wants to tell us that even though we may hit the definition of recession, two negative quarters of GDP growth. People like uh, Pramila Jayapal, representative from Washington State, tell us that's nothing more than a theory of economists. What is this news telling you? Well, you know what? Let's let's go by the the administration's definition, Tony. By their definition, we need other information. Well, I don't know. What about other information? New economic indicators being down, outlooks being negative, layoffs occurring company after company after company. Okay, so what's their definition if it's not all this raw data that's being thrown at us? And, Tony, they're, they're bragging about the uh, economic outlook for employment. They you know, we're still 6 million jobs below the trajectory of pre-pandemic. 6 million jobs below. Tony, this is not a, a job-full recovery. We have a labor shortage, but it's because people are sitting at home and the participation rate is low. It's not because they're out there uh, busting at the seams getting jobs. Are they actually sitting at home or are they engaged in things that aren't of the norm? If I can buy things at a garage sale and sell them on Amazon, if I can pick up some some uh, hours driving for, for Uber, uh, and, and you know what? I may not be making as much as before, but I'm free, damn it, and I'm just living my life and, and, and everything's super cool. Is, is it more of that, or is it really people saying, ah, I just don't want to work, and somehow there's still a government check coming in, so I'm cool? It's, it's the latter, Tony. It is people just sitting at home saying they don't want to work because what you're talking about, the underground economy, is legitimate, but it's very hard to hide nowadays because you need cash. And remember, the Biden administration now has a law that says they track every electronic transfer of $600 or more. So this is telling us that, you know, you don't pay in cash, Tony. You walk around and you do PayPal or Venmo or your Zelle. People aren't a cash economy anymore. So it's very hard to have that underground economy. It exists, but it's not as big as people might think. So if they're sitting home, how are they surviving? Well, you know what? The savings rate went through the roof during the pandemic. This is where the inflation came from, Tony. The government was sending out checks left and right to people during the pandemic, and people have built up their savings. Now they're living off their savings, and we see the savings rate coming down. Or places like California, Tony, where the California state government has replaced the federal benefits that disappeared after the pandemic uh, lockdowns. They've offered those to people. I mean, I could give you some nerdy details about it, but California is now replacing government payments, federal government, with state government. 
Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. Uh, the business activity falling was was a number that, uh, certainly a headline that, that got to me and, and numbers that are going uh, to bother me because what it states is that when the Bank of England says it's going to be two to three years before the inflation rate gets back to their target of 2, 2.2%, um, we're the people who added spending and added taxes. So if we're seeing this move now while the administration is cheering a flat inflation, which is is madness. Inflation was 8.5% year over year uh, last month. This signals that everybody sees the bad time on the horizon, or, or I should say we're already in it, and what's coming worse is on the horizon. But is there a indicator to how long this lasts? You know, that's the scary thing, Tony, is we don't know how long it lasts because that depends on policy, and policy is terrible. You, you talk about the business activity report. That is slowing at the lowest rate since May of 2020. Tony, that was in the middle of the pandemic lockdown. So the current business activity report is lower than it was during the pandemic lockdown. And the PMI, the global S&P uh, uh, PMI report is 47, which indicates contraction. It's below 50. So all the indicators, Tony, are that we are contracting as bad as we did during the vol- you know, the self-imposed lockdowns during the pandemic. That is not a good sign for your question. The future does not look bright like the administration keeps telling us. That would, by the way, which is why they're offering people a bribe to get their votes with the student loan forgiveness. See, I, when when you get political, I just I I, I just leave you be on it. I, I, it's it, it always it always makes me uh, like, damn, it, the 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 anger is palpable. But it, it seems to to be that the anger is indeed palpable, and the reality is, of course, there. There there's no way to spin these numbers yet we continue to see a level of spin is there another indicator out there that we should be looking for in the next days or weeks that we can add to what it is we're seeing to further prove that things are not good i mean i wish they were but they're not well you know what tony there's economic data comes out every day um the one i like to look at is the pmi report that comes out the first of the month so i'd be looking for that the s p preliminary report was negative and so the actual data comes out next week, and I'm curious to see what it says. But you know what? You, you, you pick on my phrase and say there's anger. The, the, the administration, it's not political. They're giving $10,000 in an election year when they know the Republicans will do nothing about it legally. Because what are you going to do if you're running for office? I'm going to sue the government that's giving you $10,000. I'm just a common citizen, Tony, saying, give me $10,000. Maybe I'll vote for you. Oh, I'm not saying I'm I'm picking on you. I'm not mad at you for saying it. It's when you get political, I just like to leave you be and then bring it back to the economics. I'm I'm trying to respect the position, man. You don't get an argument from me on what's going on. I'm the one who who said it. This absolutely uh, smacks of a payoff for, for votes. That's what it looks like to a lot of Americans who decided to engage better use of their dollars, maybe didn't go to college or went to less expensive college are now being forced to pay for other people's college it is offensive it's not a smart valuable bit of economics as you have pointed out dr matt will economist university of indianapolis i appreciate you taking the time to be with us